Hello, good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode number 30 of the Wulong Talks podcast. Uh, my name is Jason, and as always, I'm joined by the crew. Uh, we've got the Big A, the Bank Geek Up North. Uh, Alvin, say what's up. Evening. And we've got Rich Kid, the wrestling kid, back in the house with us as well. Rich Kid, say what's up. Hello there. Well, uh, we've decided for today that we're going to have a, a listener mail episode um, because we've got loads of you out there who listen to us and we have had a few questions come in to us as well this week. So we're going to devote this episode entirely to you and to the things that you've asked us to, to talk about and, and to deal with. So um, if you got your question in, listen out for it. We'll be reading it today. If you didn't, well, you moved too slow. Uh, so next time you're going to have to get in touch with us and I'll let you know how you can do that at the end of the podcast. But First and foremost, I mean, it's been a while since we've been uh, recording here, so um, we hope you guys are well who are listening. Um, boys, what have you been up to, man? Uh, Alvin, how have you been? Have you been doing anything cool? Anything nice? You know what? Uh, whenever you ask me a question, I always kind of, uh, my brain just empties itself of everything, and I actually can't remember. Um, yeah, I've just been doing the usual comics, movies, a bit of gaming here and there, saw Kingsman the other night, which was sick, and... Yeah, just the usual stuff. Cool, cool. What did you think of Kingsman? Yeah, was it good? Because I haven't been to see it yet. Yo, I enjoyed it, man. It's, it's got mixed reviews apparently, but like, if if you were going that, if you were going to see the film, not to expect to see uh, cool fucking violence, action scenes, a bit of swearing, uh, and over the top violence as well then you're an idiot, you know what I mean? Because that's that's what the last one was, that's what this one's going to be, but it's going to be a next story, isn't it? And also it's very, it feels like old school James Bond. It feels like a send-up and an homage at the same time as well, isn't it? So as long as you like that kind of shit, you'll be fine. But if you don't, and you're like a footy duddy you're not going to enjoy it. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Rich, how you been, man? It's been a while since you've been on. Um, let the people know what you've been doing, apart from hobbling along on your one foot. Yeah, well, I mean, that's it, really. Um, told you, if I'm, I'm out of the boot now, so I'm, I'm like walking on both feet, uh, and just basically just trying to rehab that. So um, I've even I've missed out on quite a few comics, to to be honest. So I've got a bit of catching up to do. Um, and yeah, just watching a few films here and there. Nothing recent, nothing new, um, nothing in the cinema. I'm still yet to see Spider-Man: Homecoming. Fucking just, hell. Yeah, yeah, I know. So um, yeah, just just really chilling. So hopefully, um. We should maybe be able to do a review of Kingsman too next week because I think we should be seeing it this week at some point. Yeah, Jay? Yeah, definitely. I was actually going to say that um, what we're going to uh, start doing, one of the things that I want to start doing with us anyway, um, because we've had a lot of requests for it, is to start doing more movie reviews. Um, we, a lot of you have said that you know, you're interested in our opinions on a lot of the films that are out at the moment and not just that, but also things that are out on streaming and things that you can rent and, and things like that. So... Um, yeah, that's something we could definitely do. We can definitely do more, some more reviews. So one of the things I'd like to do going forward is maybe have like a separate podcast where we just do, um, you know, a 20 to 30 minute review of, uh, of a film and, and we could recommend whether uh, we think you should go and see it or not. Um, so if you boys are down with that, then that's something we'll definitely provide for you listeners. Um, what do you think, guys? Good idea? Bad idea? Yeah, seems all right. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah, good idea. That... Wicked. Well, we'll do that going forward then. So I said, listeners, um, keep your eyes and ears peeled. Uh, we'll let you know on our usual channels on social media when that's happening. But um, you asked, we listen, and that's what we do here at Long Talk. So cool. <laughs> All right. Well, 
I've been all good myself. Um, I've been away on holiday and catching some sun. Um, I've been working and then I managed to end up with a chest infection. So if my voice sounds a bit dodgy on the microphone tonight, listeners, sorry. Um, as said, I am dealing with it and it's kind of gross, really, really gross actually. Um, so if you hear me hawking and things like that, I'll try and avoid it from the mic because I know that's not a good look for you when you're listening to the audio for this. But um, yeah, as I said, I'm kind of struggling a little bit. But you know what? Whilst we still got uh, two legs and two lungs, we're going to keep this Wulong Ting sport, uh, talks thing moving. So don't worry about that at all. So anyway, as I said, we've um, been listening to you, our listeners. We've got loads of you all around the world at the moment. Um, I was checking out our statistics recently on SoundCloud and, and we've been doing like gangbusters, <laughs> like real gangbusters, guys. Um, you know, we've had a lot of listens, a lot of downloads, a lot of plays. Um, and this is only through SoundCloud as well, because I haven't even actually got around to checking the, the, the analytics for like iTunes and stuff yet. Um, but, you know, we've got loads and loads of people who are listening to us and people from all over the world as well, which is awesome. So um, thank you to all of you who listen to us regularly and to those of you who contribute to us regularly as well, who, you know, answer our tweets and talk to us on Instagram and leave comments and likes. Thank you. You know, we really appreciate it. So please keep that going, um, you know, and don't be afraid to let us know who you are as well, because, you know, we're, you've heard us, we're sociable, um, apart from Alvin, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, we're, me and Rich are sociable. We'll talk to you. So, so um, you know, please do let us know who you are and, and where you're from as well. We're genuinely interested to know, um, you know, about you. Listeners. So, um, as said, we've, we've been doing really, really well with our plays and, uh, you know, our feedback from you. So we wanted to dedicate this episode to you. So with that in mind, we've got a couple of questions from you, the listeners, that we're going to uh, work our way through here today. Um, <clears throat> so let's get started, shall we? So we'll go with the first one. This one I really liked, actually. This is a really good question. This has come from Luis on Twitter. Um, Luis, what's up? Um, we, me and him have spoken a little while, so big up yourself. Um, he asked the question, at what age did you first watch an R-rated movie? Um, now, for those of you who are not in America listening to this, R-rated um, would be the equivalent, I guess, for UK people, that would be about sort of 15 to 18 certificate. Um, I think that's about right, is it, Alvin? Yeah, it depends on uh, as to how much violence is in a movie normally. But now R-rated movies tend to be definitely uh, 15s rather than 18s. It's only an 18 when it's like really extreme. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, his, the first part of his question was, um, at what age did you first watch an R-rated movie? Um, and the second part was, what age is suitable for that to happen? So, in other words, um, I think what, the, what he was asking was, you know, if you were a parent, um, at what age would you allow your kids, say, to watch um, something that's, that's R-rated? So, uh, Rich Kid, we'll start with you. Um, what age did you first watch uh, an R-rated movie? Uh, you know what? I think I couldn't tell you an exact age. But my sister wasn't born in the seven years before us, uh, between us, and she was born when I was seven. She, you know, I'm sl- I've had a couple of drinks, mate. <laughs> like, uh, I had a couple of drinks with some f- a friend I haven't seen in some time. So when she was born, I was seven years old. So it was definitely before that. So I'm not sure if that's saying anything bad against my parents for la- allowing me to watch an R-rated movie. But um, off the top of my head, 
the first R-rated movie I watched was either I'm not sure if Godfather Part One could be classed as that, but I know for definite Scarface, as in like the Al Pacino one. That was the first R-rated movie I watched. And did you get to watch like one of the, the the full uncensored version, or was it like one of the ITV specials where they? Oh uh, uh, no 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 no. So so guys, if you it, like you know, obviously we know how old we are, but we just have to keep on reminding our, our listeners is that uh, we're 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 quite a mature age, still looking good for our age, but we're, we're quite mature in the numbers. Um. <laughs> so yeah. So like so basically. So back then, I actually don't think there was any such thing as like a, a censored or edited version. So I watched this shit on videotape. And we went and rented it from our from our local video shop in in Battersea. Oh right, so it wasn't on TV; it was actually on a video. Uh, no, 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 no. This, oh. this shit was on video. And basically, back then, you could rent stuff. And instead of like, if you were friends with like the owner, you could just say, "Listen, can I keep it for another day? Here's some <laughs> money for me to rent out again." So I remember having this videotape in my house for what's you know maybe because I, I was young, but it felt like fucking ages. And we'd have like different aunties and uncles come and you know and watch the film and you know in, at different times. So. Before the age of seven, I think I'd seen Scarface at least ten times, and it wasn't uncensored. Wow. And I and and and, and let's put it this way, and let's put it this way. And I'm not a violent person. And that I don't makes you take... the man you are today, right? Yeah, that makes me the man I am today. I don't. I, I'm not a violent person. Don't shoot guns. Don't take cocaine. Maybe like my women a little bit. I might say conyo every once in a while, but you know that's about it. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, Alf, what about you, man? What was the first uh, R-rated movie that you saw? Yeah, that's difficult to remember. Um, I think it's going to be one of three movies, and I think the age is probably going to be... Is this watching the whole film or just seeing bits of? Um, I guess the whole movie, yeah. So from beginning to end. Oh, um... was, it, was it a porn film? It was a really porn hard. film, not the truth. <laughs> Why would it be? No, it wouldn't be that at all, you idiot. <laughs> You've had too many drinks, mate. <laughs> um i think i was probably around maybe the age of like nine and it either i can't remember as to which one would have came first but it, probably i think it might have been universal soldier oh wow okay and how did you watch that was that tv or video tv on itv one time uh, when my oh. dad was home from work and usually obviously because it was back in the day one tv in the living room and that uh, when dad's got control of the remote in it, you're not, you ain't allowed to watch shit. But he let me watch the whole thing, which was fucking awesome. <laughs> I was so fucking <laughs> pleased with myself. I watched the whole fucking movie and then went upstairs to bed. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, my first R-rated movie was Lethal Weapon, the first one. Uh, but it was on TV and, and as Richard said, you know, we're of a certain age. So this was back at a time when British television was, was quite heavily censored. Um, but what they would do is instead of like just cutting a full scene out, I mean, they did cut certain scenes out of certain films. Um, if it was just deemed there was no way to kind of, you know, get around it. But what they would do is particularly with things like um, language, they would substitute one word for another. So they would actually redub the, the audio for the film to, you know, replace swear words with, with other words. Um, the reason why it always stood with me is because I remember when it, it came on TV, um, there was one scene where I think it was Riggs who said something to a bad guy along the lines. I can't remember the exact line now, but it was something along the lines of, 
eat this motherfucker and shove it up your ass or something like that. And I remember vividly in the scene, he, he kind of mouths that, but the audio says, eat this motherfucker and shove this up your fun hole. <laughs> and I remember turning and looking at my mum and going like, what? <laughs> and I was about like, bear in mind, I must have been about, uh, God, how was that? About nine, maybe 10. And um, my mum just kind of looked at me as if to say, don't, don't ask. <laughs> don't, don't ask me to tell you what it is. But um, yeah, that was the first movie that I remember seeing that was a, an R-rated movie. Um, that I saw in its entirety, and that was uh, thanks to the TV. So, so yeah, that was um, a good one. And I guess I'll put the second part of the question to both of you at once, um, although only one of us here really is a parent, so probably, Richard, you should probably answer it first. Um, what age do you think would be suitable for a child to watch an R-rated movie? I mean, presumably this would be, you know, as a father, you would be, want to be watching the movie with your son at the same time so that he doesn't absorb anything that he doesn't understand and, and draws the wrong message from. But um, at what age would you deem suitable for, for that to happen? It definitely have to be older than me. So I'd probably say about six. Mm -hmm. I'm chatting shit, bro. Six Fucking years old. Hell, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 I like... say you're a very liberal father, bro. Yeah. Very liberal. <laughs> Listen, um, I don't know, because it just feels as if kids are a lot sharper than 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 we are like like, like i mean like, like like when it comes to violence and stuff like that i mean in fact in saying that i, I can tell you a story of a guy i used to go with him, i used to go to school with who's actually quite famous now and him coming to my house after school one day and he was playing let's say let's play um police officers and criminals and basically we had to search my room for a bag of coke <laughs> and then when we did and when we did find the coke like he even opened like he pretended to open up and like pretend to sniff it and stuff like that it's like yeah this is real stuff so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, maybe, I don't know, my, my boy, my boy copies certain things from Transformers, and I'm like, okay, wait a minute, like, he'll say things like, yeah, you know, kill the robot, or like, the robot's dead, and I'm, I don't know, it just kind of breaks <laughs> my heart somewhat, <laughs> like, um, I mean, obviously, he has to be a, a decent age, so I, I'm not thinking anything over 12, 11, 12, really, um, and then it's obviously, it's going to depend on, you know, on how he takes things. Yeah, like, you know, if you know, if, if between the age of five, which he is now, and the ages of twelve, and he has like this nice, you know, affinity for knives and like guns, he ain't watching shit. I don't <laughs> care how old he is. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to be in the front of the newspaper where people start talking about my son saying, "Yeah, I knew he was a wrong one when his dad let him watch that film." Like, no, no, no. So I, I'd say about eleven or twelve within reason, and you know, and and what type of violence or what type of thing it is that makes the film R-rated. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Um, Alv, you want to weigh in? Yeah, I think, yeah, for me around, depending on the maturity of the kid, like kind of 10 upwards, and it depends as to what kind of R-rated movie it is as well. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, say for example, something like John Wick, say if it was a kid's birthday, maybe at a push, I'd be like, yeah, there's a, there are a lot of headshots in there, but the film's fucking cool. So, maybe maybe a 10 year old if they're mature enough um other than that then then yeah i kind of agree with rich like the the 11 and 12 mark start letting them doing it around there 
uh, action mostly, but like anything else, and obviously it kind of like gross out humor comedies and shit like that. Mm. That's I think that's fair enough for them. But any anything anything else other than that, I don't think's like really really right because they see action anyway, so they're desensitized to violence a certain amount. So. Mm. I guess you would want to be in the room when they, they do it. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. I'm not just going to fucking leave the room and let them watch it by themselves. No, right. no way. And then I'll lecture them afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I kind of agree with, with both of you, really, in the sense that um, age-wise, I guess maybe 12, depending on you know the emotional maturity level of, of the child. Um, and yeah, obviously, I'd want to be there as well because you want to be able to kind of put certain things in the right context for the um, a child you know um so yeah i think maybe 12 is is about the right age i would say all right Luis. well thank you for the question man that was a brilliant question so you've got us off to a good start so thanks a lot for that all right uh let's see next question uh this one comes in to us from des um des asked uh, is supreme emperor snoke some kind of jedi vampire or parasite um alvin mr star wars you want to take that one yeah, firstly, it's Supreme Leader Snoke, uh, and is he a yeah, kind of I Jedi think, vampire or parasite? I think that was uh, sorry, I don't think okay, that. no worries. <laughs> uh, I don't look, man. I don't play this fucking game of like theorizing, <laughs> theorizing Star Wars shit because there's no point. People are usually wrong. Like, for example, when Rogue before Rogue One came out, people were like, "Oh, is Diego Luna gonna? Is he playing a uh, uh, Big's Dark Lighter?" It's like, no, he's not. Of course, he's not. Biggs was on Tatooine when fucking A New Hope happened at the very beginning, and then he left before Luke left. So no, he's not playing fucking Big Stark Liar. He's a different character who just happens to have a bit of facial hair like him. That's it. So I don't, I don't theorize when it comes to Star Wars in any way, shape, or form. I just wait to see the shit, and then, you know, hopefully um, it works out. But, but yeah, I don't theorize. I, I just can't be asked, because people are usually wrong. I can't think of any time when like anyone's theorized something and been correct about it in regards to any new Star Wars movies. Okay, well that was a completely non... non Sorry, sorry, it's just my rule, I just don't do it, I just can't theorise. I, I think it may be a character that's... Um, he'll probably, his, his past will probably be like mentioned in a book somewhere or something like that, but I don't think he's a character that we've seen in the original trilogy before or anything like that. I think he's... He's well, someone brand new, essentially, someone who, who didn't appear until last the Return of the Jedi. Right, cool. Mm. Um, well, Rich, you're much more fun than Alvin is, so please feel <laughs> free to, to spend it <laughs> and um, give a shot at Des's question for him. Um, it could, it, I think, if it did happen, it would be interesting. Uh, it could, I mean, it would bring a bit more lore to, like, you know. The, the the power which is the force in, in the Star Wars universe, so it'd be something different, uh, and it would kind of like stick to them trying to expand the universe as well, since they made a lot of like other things like non-canon in like in the expanded universe books and mm. games and stuff like that. Um, I, it, another reason why it'd be interesting because it, it would just basically be able to see the force be used in a different way. I mean, they've always alluded alluded to it in like in in books, like some people. Uh, able to affect more natural things and some people are good at like machinery and some people are just you know good at like just doing mind control and things like that so this could be another thing that they might be trying to bring in hmm. um I, I would like to see it hmm. just because it'd be something different yeah, yeah like um if you think about it as much as we like star wars and a lot of us are 
might like Star Wars for like Han Solo or whatever, like the Force and Jedi's are they're the main thing that runs throughout all of the films. And to be honest, it's only in the past few years where we've really started seeing like people do cool shit with the Force. When you watch the original trilogy, as much as I do like it, you know, it's it's just always about force push, force pull, you know, a little bit of like telekinesis and speaking to ghosts. So th- this would be a nice little opener to you know, you know, to the force. Mm-hmm. Is there any kind of because um, I don't actually know, so I'm asking the both of you. Is there any kind of reference to like vampirism or vampire mythology within Star Wars and the expanded universe? Because I can't think of anything, but I don't know if I ever be to know. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, not not a vamp, not a not a false vampire. I've read stories of like the old empire um, of like the old republic, mm. with characters like um, Ulic Kraljoma, and I think K. Some I can't remember the other guy's name, but I fought against a guy called Exar Kun, who ends up coming back years later. Um, in a in a trilogy called um, the Jedi Academy, where it's like Luke opening up a new Jedi Academy to help put him. You know, protect mm-hmm. the universe or to protect the galaxy, and there is a bit where a bunch of Jedi's have to come, have to, to you know, to defeat Exar Kun. They have to drain the Force for him and put blockers. But then it's it's, it's actually quite a it's, it's actually quite a really fantastic battle where basically they're all in their ships above the planet, and I think he's on. Ivan, you'll probably remember the name, but it's where the the Siths have like their their Jedi or their Sith temple, oh, and he uses that. Or... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was was good. Was good. Korriban. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and there's a temple there that used to be owned by the Mandalorian warriors. And he uses that. And you basically find out that the temple was, um, was a great focal point for the, for the Sith side of the force. And he uses that to like just cause mass destruction hmm. by having their ships up in, the, you know, up in space. And, um, and yeah, and they, and they drain. And so they end up draining him with the force and putting blockers on him. But then he ends up becoming like a force ghost. Um, but, and that's how he escapes. But then I'm sure there are like some types of characters that have something similar to that as well mm. and i like the, the the sisters there were like three sisters on one planet that luke ended up going to um but nothing but, but 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 the original question nothing as a thing of like you see people fighting and it's just somebody just draining somebody else mm. and you know physically or you know force-wise becoming more powerful while this other person mm. you know dies so so what so to speak mm. um I, i'd be interested like even even if let's say even if it comes out before and there's is right I would still be excited to see that because, like I said, it'd be something completely different to what we've seen. I think the closest thing to vampires in Star Wars is, um, well, that's officially canon still. Yeah, yeah I think it's kind of like the the Night Sisters, but they're like more like witches. So that's right. what I was thinking of. That's what I was thinking. And of. That's from um, within Clone Wars. Wait, yeah, 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 they were in Clone Wars. Yeah, but they're the closest thing yeah. I can think of yeah. of vampires or any kind of like, or anything like that, any kind of mystical kind of thing with the force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, you know, you know what did come into my mind when um, when you said the thing about the vampire, Jason. Yeah. And remember, we said we discussed this when when you when um Des actually told us a question. Um, if let's say if it is something like that, and somebody turns on and is like, oh no, it's never really happened. There is always that bit where. Anakin fully succumbs to becoming Darth Vader and he does that thing where he kneels in front of like Palpatine mm. and Palpatine stands over him and he's holding his hands over him and as like Anakin's just giving himself and he's like you know you know swearing his oath to him that you know I'm now Darth Vader and Palpatine stands over him and makes that funny noise where he's just going and he's just you know and Anakin and you can almost see Anakin if not physically but like you know 
just the way how he's talking and the way you know how that despair knowing that he's done something wrong but yeah. needs to do it to become something else and Palpatine's just basking in it so that could be it could be something like that where you know if somebody says it hasn't really happened then they could be like well you know let's do the be a restructuring and yeah you have seen it you just didn't know what's happening mm-hmm. so you know there's that yeah, it's an interesting idea. It definitely is an interesting idea. And it's, it's definitely one I would be interested in seeing. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, to answer your question, Des, I don't know. <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> I don't know. And there isn't, it, I guess, from what we've seen so far in, in episode seven, it's it's hard to kind of put together the pieces to say that he definitely is something like that um, or a parasite of, of, of some type. But you know, I wouldn't rule it out. And yeah, I agree with Rich. It would be definitely interesting to see that because we haven't seen it before. And especially based on um, what you just said about um, the Emperor, Rich, and, and uh, Palpatine, sorry, and, and that interaction he had with Anakin in, in episode three, which I do remember, actually, now you you brought it up, I, I do remember that scene. And you're right, he does kind of have this kind of weird, um, like you said, basking in it kind of mm. scene, um, you know, where he almost reveling and seems to be almost taking great pleasure in in what he's done in in a way um that we're not used to seeing from Sif so yeah you know that maybe there is something there so I guess we'll have to wait till December and we'll find out then and we'll see okay well um moving on in keeping with the the Star Wars theme this was a, a question that came to us from Rich himself uh which he asked us this week um, and I thought this was kind of a fun question, so I thought we'd just throw it in there anyway. Um, so, <clears throat> if I've correct me if I'm paraphrasing you or saying this wrong, Rich, but I think the question what you were asking us was if we could be any Jedi, uh, which one would we choose? Is that right? That is correct, yes. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, again, Alvin, you're on point, man. So, mm, man, well, let's just, um, I don't want to be a frog, so I'm not going to choose Yoda. Right, so, and we're talking just movies, Clone Wars, and uh, and Rebels. Any, 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 anything, anything. Any. any. So any even Jedi. even shit from Legends. Well, 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 wait. So let's put it this way: if you're gonna choose somebody from Legends, then you're gonna have to be you're gonna have to educate us about that character as well. Fuck that noise, man. Well, I wasn't gonna choose anyone from Legends <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> <coughs> You know what? I reckon like one of the Jedi's who had like one of the best stories, one of the best arcs is Obi Wan Kenobi. Like literally the way he started off and you know, having to train well having to train Anakin and then failing in doing that successfully, and then having to fucking go to Tatooine and spend twenty years and fucking end up looking like an old as fuck man when he was like fifty. And then, you know, to come back to face off against Vader, to die, and then be reincarnated as a Jedi ghost in order to help Luke. And also, like, his fucking awesome battle with Maul in uh, in Rebels, like, the way he takes out Maul was fucking great. All the shit he did during the Clone Wars as well. Like, loads of shit has happened to him. He had, like, a full fucking life. So, uh, yeah, I'd have to pick Obi-Wan. Cool. Fair enough. Okay. Nice, nice, um, nice choice. I guess I'll go next, Rich, and then you can give yours last as it was your question. Okay. Uh, unless you want to go next. Yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm easy. I'm cool. Cool. Well, I ain't explaining shit. I'm just telling you. <laughs> 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 so, no, um, the, I think if 
it's open to uh, the expanded universe. Um, and as far as I'm aware, this character is still canon, although I don't know. Um, Alvin will correct me if I'm wrong. But um, I think I would choose uh, Quinlan Voss. Yeah, he's still canon, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's still canon. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Cool. Um, I think the reason why I would choose him is because uh, he's quite a conflicted character. Um, in some of the expanded graphic novels and, and, and um, some of the books as well that I've read, um, he's a character who's almost, almost always kind of battling between um, the light and the dark side. Um, I don't think he fully kind of embraces um, becoming a grey Jedi, does he, as far as I'm aware? I don't think so. Um, no, the last, the last we hear of him is uh, the Outer Rim Sieges, uh, which is mentioned in, um, in Episode 3. Like, right. it's, it's just a one line that Obi-Wan says mm. when he meets with Anakin, when Anakin's late for that meeting, and then they have that little discussion. That's the only thing he says about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he doesn't fully kind of um, in, in embrace it as far as we're aware, but he was always a character who, who was constantly kind of questioning the, the, the force and, and where it was guiding him. And he reminded me a bit, for those of you who are um, religious or know your uh, religions out there, he reminded me a bit of Thomas um, from the New Testament. Um, you know, doubting Thomas, the one who, you know, kind of, Doubts that Jesus has been resurrected and puts his fingers in the in the um, the bloody stab wounds in his stomach and stuff to to see if they're real. Um, in a sense that he was, you know, he was not a bad person, but he was kind of always questioning what, um, you know, whether fate was was guiding him in the past, whether the force was guiding him towards the right path or not. Um, plus, he had dreadlocks, and I always wanted dreadlocks. So, um, yeah, I've never been able to grow my hair long enough, and I'm too old to start now. So, and too bald to start now. So, um, yeah, Quinlan Voss, I think, for for me, was the one. Um, so, Rich, how about you, man? See, I was actually going to choose Obi Wan just because he starts off to, to me like in Phantom Menace, he starts off to be a bit of a dick, and he gets like the second part, and he seem he, he's kind of like chilled out. And he, and he see he likes to drink and stuff like that. And he's almost just like, just like a gentleman Jedi. And I, and I like that. And then also you like, you look at like his hit list and how many Sith Lords he's taken out. And you're just like, you're, you're like an unsung badass. Like Yoda gets a lot of like praise and stuff like that. But the only thing I ever saw Yoda do was just do like, turn into a CGI character and do stupid flips against another CGI character. And I'm like, that's okay. But you know, Obi-Wan, I saw you do that shit for real. But then Alvin took him, so I should have gone first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I'd actually choose um, Qui Gon Jinn. There's 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 two characters nice. I'd, I'd like to choose, but one I've actually forgotten the name is just for for the life of God just left me, and it was from um, it was a character from the the, the Jedi Academy trilogy by Kevin J Anderson, hmm. um, who I think like uh, if you guys ever read the Expanded Universe or or the books. Any story that he's written, he really, really delves into the workings of the Force and kind of leaves, like, you know, Han Solo and Princess Leia a bit to the side. Like, he really concentrates on Luke and, you know, just the Jedi's and the Siths and and kind of hot and actually goes back to stuff that's happened in the, in in the old Republic. Um, but like I said, I can't remember his name, so I won't go there. So back to Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon Jinn. Wait, hold up. It's, it's not Cal Katan, is it? No, it's not Kalkatan. Kalkatan's from um, right. the Jedi Academy um, yeah, games. Oh, yeah, right, right, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Um, no, this this guy. I'll, I'll I'll search his name while I'm while I'm while we're talking. Um, no, but Qui Gon Jinn, just because Qui Gon Jinn was about that life, like if anything, not to be bad anything, like Qui Gon Jinn, 
he should have been black and he should have had dreadlocks and should have just had one big zoot <laughs> hanging out his mouth because he was just casual and just chilled out. Like that's the thing. Like he he was you could even tell in his fighting style, nothing too flashy, nothing too wild. Like if I don't have to take ten steps, I'm not going to take ten steps. I'm just going to stay here in my chilled out zone and just do my thing. But I like that he was wise, and if anything, I think he was a ahead of the game compared to the other Jedi's. He always saw the bigger picture. Now I know some people might turn around and be like, "Yeah, but it's because of him." You know that that Anakin becomes a Jedi and then Anakin turns into Darth Vader. So you could kind of blame him, but I think that's just all meant to happen. You know, the Force works it works in mysterious ways. But I just like Qui Gon's laid back, chilled attitude, and how he just didn't give a fuck. Like he's not even allowed in like the Jedi the Jedi Council because he just marches to his own beat. And I like the fact that we've never really had anybody like that in the Star Wars universe. You know, like everybody seems to be like that that whole. Okay, we're Jedi's. We can't have this, and we can't have that. Qui Gon looks like he had, it, like he might have had like two girlfriends, let alone not being allowed to have a relationship anyway. So I just like that thing that he just felt a lot more rounded and a lot more human compared to a lot of the Jedi's that that we that you that you see in the Star Wars universe. And plus, even though he gets taken out by by Darth Maul, Qui Gon was like what fifty something, maybe early sixties. Like you know, you know when he was younger, he was still a badass as well, man. So, and plus. He's I'm I'm I swear to God he's just the the, the Jedi version of um of Taken, so yeah because it's played by Liam Neeson, <laughs> so yeah. Have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> yeah, have a particular set of skills. If you don't bring back my Anakin, <laughs> I will find you and force choke you. <laughs> okay, cool. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, well, let's move on from Star Wars and head into another question that we got from one of our listeners, Dean, who's a long-time listener. Dean, big up your chest, man. I love your support. Thank you, bro. Um, he sent us a question in. He said, uh, what is your take on the upcoming Tomb Raider reboot and your opinion on the casting of Alicia Vikander as Lara Croft? Are we confident that this adaptation will do justice to the franchise? Um yeah, I mean, we, we had a trailer recently released for it, the first um, teaser trailer uh, released this week. And, um, you know, I thought it was pretty good, actually. Um, and I'm quite sceptical about uh, video game adaptations in general now. Um, and obviously, there's a certain amount of scepticism I'm still going to hold, thanks to Assassin's Creed. But um, what did you make of it, guys? Um, Rich, what did you make of the, the idea that they were going to reboot Tomb Raider, um, I guess, in line with the new games? Um, and what did you think of, of them casting Alicia Vikander as Lara Croft? Um, I mean, to be honest, I just saw it as like another like, video game adapted into a film. So I don't really have it in high hopes. And I never had it in high hopes when, it was, when they announced it like all that time ago either. Um, but it has to, I mean, like, film has changed since the last one came out. So it has to be better than the, than the one of Angelina Jolie, because I actually wasn't a fan of that. Um, like, it had good ideas, but it, it just didn't, I don't know, it, it just missed the mark. Um, with the news that Alicia Van, um, Vikander was going to play her, um, I, I wasn't really too bothered. I know she's a good actress, but she's a bit too hard-faced for me. Like, she doesn't look like someone who might be able to bring like the jokey side that might be needed in a film like this like i, I watched the trailer me, me and alvin we watched them um, like uh, um, a little snippet on youtube 
where she, it shows her training and she's definitely you know done the training to do the physical stuff that Lara Croft can do but if she'll be able to pull it off and make her like a, a fully rounded like likable character that, that waits to be seen if anything I'll just be watching a film of just like shit hot action scenes Cool. Alvin, how about you, man? Mm, like, like Richard was saying, it, it can't be any worse than the Angelina Jolie one because that one was just about Lara being extreme and jumping off buildings and shit and riding fucking motorbikes and the Great Wall of China and all that crap. So <laughs> it can't be any worse than that. It's just, for some reason, I, I, see, I like the trailer, but it, it ultimately looks small, like... It doesn't look like this big survival story. Like if you if you played a like 2013 reboot uh, of the game, like it's this big survival story of like there's a shipwreck and then they're on this island and then there are all these guys and they're after this thing and whatnot. And you know th this film doesn't doesn't feel that big. It, it feels like an episode of Arrow to me when I when I see the trailer. <laughs> and that's not uh, well. I, and I don't know as to whether it's because oh, the color grading is not done or it'll just look bigger and badder on the screen. Um, but it just looks it just kind of looks kind of small and cheap not but but not due to to it looking shoddy or anything like that uh, i can't quite place my finger on it but overall I, I think it could be all right i can't see it being any worse than assassin's creed either because hopefully this film will have personality which assassin's creed lacked any kind of personality uh, as long as they don't take themselves too seriously and as they as long as they kind of tell a survival story i guess then they should be okay. The only the only bits where I went was when um, <laughs> you saw us sliding about in that tomb, and that thing like almost like whacks a face but doesn't, and it misses a, a face by a hair's breadth. That that apart like if they do too much of that kind of crap, then I think they'll lose me. But but I don't know. It could be all right. And Nick Frost is in it, and everyone likes Nick Frost. Mm. Yeah, um, I was going to say, I mean, the casting is is very good, I think. Um, Alicia Vikander, I don't know a lot about her, but I've seen her in Ex Machina. And yeah, that film's bad. Like, fantastic in that, like, really good. Um, and, you know, one would hope that if you're a good performer in, in that, then you can be a good performer in other things. So, um, from what I saw of her in the trailer, she seems pretty good. I mean, we, we, you don't get a massive amount of uh, information necessarily about her character or a, a big kind of preview of what's to come from the way she intends to play the character necessarily, um, other than kind of a, a few quick gags and a, a few action scenes. But um, yeah, she's, she's very, very good. So, you know, I, I, I would be positive in, in that regard. Um, Daniel Wu is in it as well, uh, so I was like, okay, cool, good to see him getting some some work outside of um, Into the Badlands. So mm. happy for him. Uh, Walton Goggins is the bad guy, and it's like, when, when is that ever a bad thing to cast Walton Goggins as a bad guy? Like, it, it, it mm. just, you know, that instantly will improve your film, as far as I'm concerned. Whenever he's the bad guy, he makes things like he makes things happen. Um, his character from from Django is just brilliant, man, brilliant. So. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, Dominic West is in it as well. Um, again, a solid kind of British actor. So, you know, you can't really go wrong there. Um, Kristen Scott Thomas is in it as well. Um, so, yeah, you know, the cast is good. But then again, um, sorry to bring up the A word, but, you know, Assassin's Creed had a good cross too. So, and look how that turned <laughs> out. So, um, it's difficult to, to kind of say, really, Dean. Um, you know, I'm, I'm quietly kind of optimistic, I guess, in the sense that, 
watching the trailer actually made me feel like I was watching live versions of, of gameplay from the, the rebooted version of the game. So, um, you know, it does look like they've paid attention to detail to the visuals, at least. Um, so, you know, visually, look, it, it looks like it, it's come straight from the game. Um, but again, so did Assassin's Creed. So we're just going to have to wait and see, unfortunately. Um, I'm quietly confident myself, but yeah, the video games and, and movies just don't seem to be working at all. Um, and I don't really know a lot about the director either. I mean, I know he is Norwegian, apparently. Um, so uh, whatever that means and whatever that's going to do to the way that he films the film, I don't know. But yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think it looks okay. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. I guess basically in, in answer to your question, Dean, not, none of us are really super confident that it's going to do justice to the franchise, but we all remain open-minded enough to, to give it a go, I guess, and, and see what happens. So moving on, um, we've got another question, which is um, Game Fiend. Uh, this one we've kind of answered already in, pre in previous co podcasts. Me and Alvin have kind of answered this one, but you may as well have a go at it as well, Rich. Um, so the question came to us from Alex uh, on Facebook. Thank you, Alex. Um, and the question was, are big budget game re reboots ever a good idea? And which games would we like to see rebooted? So, um, Alvin, we'll start with you. Uh, um, well, overall, yeah, because, but they tend not to do them for games that were shit. They usually do them for games that were already good, mm. got a bit long in the tooth, and then reboot. Um, but like, I don't, I don't mind them. I'm never really offended by them. But it's it's kind of difficult because they often don't call rebooted games rebooted games. So, for example, uh, no one would call Mario 64 a reboot, mm. but it's different from all the previous Mario games. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, it's kind of difficult to say. I think I think there can be a good idea. Um, like reinventing like Resident Evil was a good idea, although it didn't make an incredible amount of money for Capcom mm. reinventing it to like a first person kind of horror game actually because I, I would technically call that kind of a reboot in a way but that's more of a reboot in regards to gameplay rather than anything else um but no i think it, i think it can be a good idea because to be honest i think things have kind of started to get stale and people want different kinds of experiences now and kind of more varied experiences so so you yeah, know I, I don't think it's bad when they when they necessarily do that uh and as to which games i would like to see rebooted Again, that's that's a fucking hard question as well because when you play a shit game, you don't want to buy it. You don't want to. You don't want to see it rebooted if it was shit. You only want to see something rebooted if it's not been around for a while. Yep. Um. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of some, something now from like the 360 that. No, no, I can't think of anything I want rebooted in terms of in terms of games. Well, we'll come back to you. We'll come back to you. Think about it. Um, Rich, how about you, man? I actually, I actually can't think of anything of any game I'd like to see rebooted either. Um, I mean, if there was a game that I did have to choose, let's say if you had a gun to my head, I would choose a game that's already kind of like had a sequel come out for it and slash rebooted, and that was like the, I think the past year or so, and that'd be Mirror's Edge. Mm -hmm. Oh God! Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, like you know, like, like I said, like, I mean, me and Alvin were, were big fans of like both of the games, and the second part, it just kind of just it just lost it just lost it. It it just didn't know his ass from his elbow, mm. and that's um and that's really and I found it really really inter- interesting considering that the first game, which had quite a few flaws, was still ahead of the curve, was mm. still ahead of the game when when compared to like other games that have tried to use that same format years later. So things like I think Dying Light, where you're fighting against zombies and you're also doing parkour and stuff like that. But Mirror's Edge was, I think, is a it's a underrated classic. Um, and the sequel which came out, which tried to you know reintroduce the character and and that world to you know to to new players, it just it failed really really badly. And and I find that really upsetting, considering it's the same company, uh, and they're on, they're using a more powerful machine as well. Mm. So I'd like to see then reboot that and fix all the flaws and you know the mistakes and you know and shit that they didn't really think through properly and um really come back and wow people with uh you know w- with what they could pull off if they if they did it properly especially with things like vr headsets and things like that come on like mirror's edge where you're playing a parkour person who has to run literally across a whole city with vr that's, that's come on I'd, I'd buy a vr headset just to play that game if it was fucking good so yeah, so that's cool. that's a game I'll choose to reboot. Um, and what was the second part to that that question? If it, a film to play? Was it? <laughs> no, was it no, no, was it? Uh, was it... Was, um, are big budget game reboots ever a good idea? Yeah, yeah. And which games you'd like to see rebooted? Okay, are big budget game reboots ever a good idea? Uh... Well, I guess you've answered your own question, really. Yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. <laughs> okay, your turn, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, are big budget game reboots ever a good idea? Yeah, I suppose they can be, um, in a sense that they can bring to a new audience um, a game that you know had a, a, a lot of um, had a lot of, of success and is a game that you know is dear to people's hearts but can uh, bring it back in in a way that is accessible to a newer audience um so yeah i, I suppose a, a big budget game reboot can be a good idea but obviously again provided that it's done with um you know the same kind of love and attention that the, the original developers used when creating the game uh, as long as that's in there then you know great but if it's somebody who's doing it for a quick cash in then no um I mean, like the, the we were speaking about Tomb Raider before, and and uh, you know the initial um, Tomb Raider games are considered classics um, by you know some of the hardcore gamers out there. Um, but this reboot was one that, that a lot of them felt did do justice to you know the the spirit and to the essence of that original game, um, whilst kind of bringing something new to the gameplay. So I guess. You know, ultimately, what you'd want to do if you were to go down that road is to try and do something like that, where you're presenting, um, you know, the the same kind of uh, positive aspects of the original game and the same experiences and the same feelings that people had with it, but in a way that, um, you know, will draw in people who maybe perhaps weren't, you know, gamers when the original games came out. So, yes, I wouldn't I wouldn't write the idea off. Um, it would depend on what somebody chooses to reboot. But um, yeah, yeah, I would go for it. Uh, as for a game I'd like to see rebooted, um, I want to see a comeback for side-scrolling beat-em-ups. So um, the game that I would like to see rebooted is is one of my favorites of all time. It would be Final Fight. 
Um, you know, I really want a, a version of Final Fight that embraces the, the technology that we have, um, but is in keeping with the kind of ludicrous spirit of, of the original game. So it still needs to be, um, for me, at its heart, it still needs to be a button basher. Um, it still needs to be something that, you know, um, encourages co-op play and, and, and multiplayer and has the same kind of ridiculous storyline about a mayor who's a wrestler who comes out of retirement to save his daughter who's been kidnapped by a gang that could only exist in a computer game because no gang in their right mind would dress that way. Um, you know, and, and, and that kind of thing is, is something that I would love to see in, in um, as I said, with today's technology. So... Yes, um, Final Fight is, is the game I'd want to see rebooted. But that said, whoever decides to do that better do it right. Because if you don't do it right, I'm going to be pissed and you're going to know about it. So, yeah, that would be it for me, I think. Um, what do you guys think? Would you do a fight? Would you play a Final Fight reboot? Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, I, I, love, I love that. I love the first one. Second one, not so much. Third one was okay. But. Um... Yeah, and like you know, yeah, yeah, it'd be, it'd be fucking awesome. And and plus, they're Capcom characters, and they're kind of like like deep rooted in Capcom lore now through Street Fighter as well. So it's not as if like you'd have a hard time reintroducing these people, these characters to new players either. You could just mm. go for what's already there. I'd 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 I'd, 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 I'd yeah, I'd play that. Cool, cool. Alvin, how about you, man? Would you? No, I'm more of a streets of streets of rage kind of guy. That's also okay. one. Uh, 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 believe me that like Streets of Rage is 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 right up there with my games as well. My side scrolling beat em ups. That is one of them. Um I've still got it. <laughs> I've got it on like uh got it on my phone. So um yeah, like Streets of Rage is, is right up there. So I could do with a Streets of Rage reboot as well. Yeah, I'll I'll buy into that any time of the week, man. Um okay, well listeners, let us know what games you'd like to see rebooted as well because uh, I think that was quite an interesting question so thanks a lot for that Alex um, and I think we're coming towards the end oh no there was one more question I was going to sneak in here um, which I'm not going to answer because it's my question and I'm pitching it um, well it's kind of not my question it was Richard's question initially because he asked it earlier um, but the question is a simple one boys and it's for the two of you um, who do you think in the world of pop culture, or rather, no, I shouldn't say who do you think. I should rephrase that. I should say, who would you choose in the world of pop culture to take on Pennywise from it? Blade. Oh, shit. <laughs> Why Blade? I don't know. Just the first thing that came to my head. I was just like, "Hey, he's scared of shit." He's he's blade in it. So if he can take on vampires, I'm sure he can take on like a demon or whatever. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, I think sense. Blade's getting destroyed. You know. No, no, blade in it, especially if it's Wesley as well. In it, not sticky fingers. <laughs> 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 Sticky fingers would just spit bars at him, wouldn't it? <laughs> Shit bars at that. So. <laughs> laugh, laugh, laugh. <laughs> um, Rich, how about you, man? Um, you know what? Like, I know there's people out there that would, you know, the reason why I, I thought of this question is because, you know, like I saw a few memes 
out there when uh, when it, the it reboot came out or the yeah the it reboot came out. And then there was I think there was one that I saw of um Pennywise attacking Batman. Mm. And then basically Batman just saying something to him something to Pennywise and Pennywise the next um picture is like Pennywise going, Sorry to bother you, sir. And I'm just mm. like Oh I yeah, saw we, that yeah, 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 you saw that meme. I'm like, yeah, we, we know Batman's tough, but No, come off it. Like, yeah, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> Pennywise. People you could pick. Like Batman has so many fears and so many com- complex like mental issues. He's the last person you would pick yeah. to go up against yeah. Pennywise. The last, because Pennywise would manipulate him easily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're picking somebody, you need somebody who has no fear at all um, of, of any kind, or can at least disguise their fear very well, um, yeah. and is and and has an ironclad will as well. So mm. Blade, yeah, Blade. On, on the face of it, I think Blade would, would be a good choice, but he does have his, his, his fears as well, um, especially if you're talking about comic book Blade, but I'll go back to that. But sorry, go on, Richard. Um, so I've got, I've got a couple. I mean, like, Terminator. Hmm. Like, that's a win, because you can't, you can't really manipulate him, and he won't stop until he rips your fucking head out. You know, you, you can't negotiate with him. He fears <laughs> nothing, answers to nobody. So yes. he's not going to stop. And he will not stop. <laughs> Am I going to get my Oscar now for that piece of acting? <laughs> so I, I would like that because, you know, it's, it's, it's basically machinery versus not even like magic, supernatural, you know, forces. So that, so that would be a good battle. Um, and then, so I chose three. So the next one I chose would be like um, basically the Predator. Because hmm. that's two hunters just in very, very completely different ways. And um, we don't really know a lot about the the predator, the predator race. I mean, we know that they, you know, they they they, you know, they have they have things like emotions and stuff like that. But you know, but I'd like to see what scares a predator because these are well, fucking we've badass. Seen that. A queen alien scares the predator. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. An alien queen... versus predator. Have you seen yeah, that no. queen? And it's like that, shit. That's, that's yeah, no yeah. longer canon, Alvin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. That's an example. So, I never know. considered other Souls films canon either, but still. <laughs> so yeah, so no, but no, but I mean, like when backed into a corner, I'd like to see what what the predator would do. So I chose that, and then a second, and then a third one I chose was um would be like the alien from Alien, because <clears throat> as what? What were you gonna say? No, what? I thought you were gonna say something. I thought you were gonna say Wait, something. What? No, no. I, oh, okay, yeah. So I so my third choice would be like the the alien, because mm. uh, like I said once again, it's it's a hunter. Uh, but in a completely different way as to how the Predator does it or uh, or how the um, Terminator does it and uh, completely different to how Pennywise goes hunting as well. So I'd like to get uh, an insight as to how that battle would, would pan out. Hmm. So yeah, th- those are the three that I would choose. Hmm. Okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. Um, <clears throat> in terms of the, the alien, that that could be interesting because the alien doesn't really... Um, as far as we know, anyway, the alien doesn't really like display emotion of any kind. Yeah. Um, it just well, we, well, we've seen it. We've seen it display anger. Kind of. Um, oh, we have. Yeah. So basically, the bit when um, well, not even well, I, I suppose it could be down to like that mother instinct. So that's some form of like raw, raw emotion. But the bit where um, where Ripley has a flamethrower. And she threatens oh, all the eggs. With the alien queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah with the alien right, queen. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, but but are, are you the queen or are you saying it's the drones? Which one are you saying, though? No, no, but I'm just saying that, like, well, we see, that's the thing. We don't know because, like, is it that the queen alien is the one who literally has a lot more... Sen- Hell you know, yeah. You know, sentience as compared to the drones or the 
Jones just soldiers that are just built like that. But then, of course, because she tells them fuckers what to do. Remember when she tells them to back off? Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know that she tells she orders them to back. We know, as far as we know, they're not controlled by her. They're not physically, they're not mentally controlled. She just, she just says an order and they back off. So you know, so there's some form of like thinking behind behind what they do. So so either the queen alien or or the drone alien. But but her to do that, she must have heightened emotions in order in in order to influence others to her will. Because you're not speaking a language, she's an animal, isn't it? Yeah, but they don't have to. How do you know? How do you know they're not speaking a language? They're not sentient. They're not. They're not sentient in the way you or I are. They're like fucking a lion or some shit like that. I mean, basically, from what I know, from what I've read of um, you know the comic books and the books and things like that, is effectively like the 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 kind of the soldiers, the drones are effectively best thought of as like a virus. So they Mm. they don't. Um, you know, they, they carry a certain amount of uh, intelligence in, in regards to, um, you know, two things, sort of survival and procreation. Um, yeah. But beyond that, the, it's basically impossible to say whether they, they, they do actually, you know, have a, um, a consciousness, a state of consciousness. It's impossible mm. to say whether they have um, any kind of uh, ability to you know uh, logically think about something or to, to to process information in any way they they literally just kind of exist in a state of um as said survival and, and procreation that's their their two things you know mm. um whereas with the queen yeah there does seem to be a bit more there um but then again if it's the queen we're talking about you know the queen can be manipulated um because as you said she's shown emotion so um, if she showed emotion, then you know that gives Pennywise something to to play with there. So um, yeah, that, that that could be it. Could be an interesting one. It could be an interesting one. The Predator. Um, I don't know if the Predator would even survive that long, to be honest. Because it no, you know what the Predator would do? Like he'll take off his. He'll put his armor down, and he'll just yeah. be like, "Fuck it." Yeah, that's what he'll do. <laughs> like, Fuck it, I can't hunt this. It's hunting me. Fuck it, I've, I've failed. <laughs> let, him, let him take my skull and pull it on a wall. You know what I mean? Yeah, with the predator, I don't know. I don't, I don't think a predator would last very long, to be honest. Even a skilled predator, it's it's. Um, I don't think it would understand what it's going up against, um, because again, it, it 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 would need to understand the the idea. Because essentially, Pennywise, you know, he he exists in order to feed on um, fear in particular. Um, he likes fear and, you know, that that's what he's kind of attracted to. But he's able to learn very quickly what things um, are being fears and to manipulate those things. Um, so the predator would have to have a way to mask its its fears. Um, and that's something that I, I just don't think is exists within their technology, really, from, from what we know of them. Mm. Um, but as a as a raw kind of smackdown, yeah, it would be interesting to see how how that goes. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if that will go. And who was the other choice again? Who was the first one? Terminator. 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 Yeah, Terminator. Um, yeah, that that would possibly work. Yeah, because it's machine. So machines don't, you know, machines don't have, especially if you're talking about the T eight hundred. It doesn't really have sentience as as far as we know, does it? It's not. Um, although in T2, they kind of explain that the, the chip has changed and he can learn things and, you know, he can understand um, emotions and things like that. But Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. With, with the Terminator, that might be an interesting one, actually. Yeah, that, that could be interesting. Could be interesting. Um, for me, I've got no clue, due to pick, to be honest. I've got, <laughs> got no clue. I don't know, because everybody I thought of, I was just like, but nah, they'd be, the problem is they'd be too easy to manipulate, you know, as, as powerful as, some, as certain people in pop culture are. Um, you know, because they're mostly humanoids, they, they have fears, which means you're immediately playing into his hands. Mm. Um, you know, I, w- I we could even say send um, Roland Deschain after him, the, the gunslinger from the Dark Tower. Yeah. But even he, again, like, and he mentions it in the books that you don't go up against Pennywise, really. You don't, um, because you don't survive. Uh, and especially with with adults, it's it's something from what I've read in the the it book. It's something unique to children in that children have, um, you know, children have very strong fears, but they also have very strong courage. And once they kind of overcome their fear, children will literally do anything. Um, yeah. Whereas adults will still always have a reservation because we have you know intelligence, life experience. We we you know it's it's within our nature to to kind of um, still question certain things even though um we may have conquered you know our initial fear of it so to speak um whereas with children you know they kind of wholeheartedly will embrace something so whether it's fear or whether it's coverage you know if if you can convince them to do it then they'll wholeheartedly do it themselves so so yeah that's an interesting one man well um listeners let us know what you think i want to keep that question going because that that would be good man that would be good to find out like somebody out there must have a good suggestion uh, Constantine? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe so, like like a magician. So like Constantine, mm. Dr. Strange, maybe, you know, somebody who perhaps could cast a spell to control um their emotions and things like that. That mm. possibly might work. So yeah, yeah. Constantine's a, a good late shout. So yeah, yeah, as said listeners, keep your suggestions coming in, man. Um we'll, we'll definitely rumble on with that question and we'll follow up. All right, I think that's going to do it for us, lads. Um, let me firstly, though, before we wrap everything up, um, we need to do a couple of birthday big ups because we've had a few birthdays um, with some of our listeners as well since we've been off the air. Um, so firstly, uh, we need to big up uh, Maria Cristina Allegria, who was celebrating a birthday recently. Happy birthday, big up your chest. Um, to Yellow Rage Attacks as well, was celebrating a birthday too. So happy birthday to you, and to Graceful Viking as well, who was celebrating a birthday. Big up your chest as well. Um, all right, well, guys, that's it, man. Um, Alvin, what you been doing on your YouTube channel, and how's that been going for you? Yeah, it's been all right. Yeah, getting a few subscribers here and there, just doing like comic book related content mainly because that's what people seem to be uh, really responding to. So, so yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And where can they find you out on there, man? Uh, youtube.com forward slash big a the mank geek cool cool yeah alvin um his most recent re- uh, video i saw was one which was a review of mosaic which i never actually read um although i heard it was really good so um you guys should check that out uh definitely check out that video because um alvin's got a lot of good things to say about that book um so definitely check that out uh rich kid uh where can people find you and are you doing anything this week apart from kingsman the golden circle uh, well, you can find me on Instagram on Rich Reviews, uh, also on Instagram, Wulong Talks, uh, the website www.wulongtalks, which is where you'll find me and Jay on all of those platforms. Um, I think this week, I'm just going to be playing catch up on my comic books that I've missed in the past few weeks, to be honest. 
uh yeah that and kingsman and um hopefully somewhere try and squeeze in like spider-man homecoming uh which i've done quite well in avoiding spoilers for it um so yeah so so those two things um and yeah that's it oh 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 hopefully i should be finishing uh ready player one which arvin has already finished and has also done a, a review on his youtube channel so go check that out and i think when i'm done with that book i shall start reading the the second book by the guy who wrote Ready Player One, which is called Amada, which Alvin has already read as well, but hasn't done a review for. No, not yet. Yeah, that's and it's Klein's um, Ready Player yeah, One. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's Klein, yeah. that's it, that's his name, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Well, um, as for me, you said I'm going to uh, try and catch up with some movies and stuff, um, and, and TV as well. I finished off watching, uh, what did I finish? I've watched quite a lot this week. I watched um narco season three uh which i thought was okay but um, it kind of seems like they're stretching it a little bit now to be honest um it's got good reviews but i I wasn't that impressed with it in terms of i just don't find the particular cartel they've chosen to focus on very interesting um certainly not as interesting from you know a a, a character study point of view as, as pablo escobar was so uh it's it's yeah it's getting harder to kind of justify if you know these characters are just going to be your typical gangster movie cardboard cutout you know characters it's it's not going to be that fun so but anyway check it out for yourselves i guess and let me know what you think about that um i also what did i also watch i watched insecure as well finally um after being badgered about it and it was actually quite cool i enjoyed it i wasn't expecting to enjoy it but um yeah, it was interesting. It was it was good. It was good. It was it was good to see kind of a, a different, well, a slightly different representation of um, black people in 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 America, and it was quite a modern take on um, sort of you know the the girl next door kind of um, character ideal and, and and how that kind of would work in the modern era with social media and, and all of those kind of things. Um, and with pop culture influencing everything that that we kind of do, um, so yeah, that was that was fun. Um, it was very very fun actually. And I've just started to watch Atlanta because I only watched the first episode when it came out <laughs> and didn't watch the other episode. So I've gone back and I've restarted watching Atlanta again. Um, that's really good as well. So mm-hmm. I definitely recommend that. And again, it's um, just like Insecure. It's a it's a really good series for kind of showing you know African American communities in in a different light. Um, so I would definitely recommend that. So I'm going to finish that this week as well. Uh, and that's about it. Yeah, I said, I'm, I'm going to try and catch up on some movies and I'll, I'll make sure we do some movie reviews. Um, what we'll do is, as I said, we'll start releasing them as podcast listens. So um, they'll be short. They'll be sort of 25 minutes. But, you know, we'll try and get together and um, discuss a few movies because a lot of you keep asking us to do movie reviews. So, um we're going to do that and we'll, we'll get those out on the podcast channel. Um, so we'll get them up here on YouTube and we'll also have them on all our audio channels as well. All right. Well, that's it for me. Thank you very much uh, to all of you who contribute questions. Thank you very much to all of you who are listening to us. Um, please keep listening. Please keep sending in your questions. Please keep tweeting us. Please keep uh, messaging us. You can get hold of me on Twitter. I manage the Twitter account, which is Wulong Talks. Um, so just type that in in Twitter and you'll find us. We're, we're really not that difficult to find. Um, pop that along and I said, tweet me and say, what's up? Big, big, you know, ask us for a big up. We'll give you a big up. Um, and especially if you're a, a UK podcast as well, give us a shout, man. 
Um, oh, and before I go as well, thank you to uh, a Beardo and a Weirdo Talk film as well. They've recommended uh, a film for me to watch called Bone Tomahawk, um, which I haven't seen. It passed me by when it came out, but I'm going to go and look it up. Um, and I've managed to actually find a good copy of it as well. So I'm going to watch that and I'll let you know what I thought of that. All right. Well, my voice is struggling, as you can hear, listeners. So I'm going to need to go and rest this thing now. So everybody say good night. Rich, say good night. Good night. Alvin, say good night. Good night. And it's good night from me, and I'm out, man. Peace, listeners, and we'll see you next week, yeah? Cool.